find your spot, put it in park. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Deaver here alongside uh, almost everybody, co-host Bush. Episode 13, two-week hiatus, and the amount of content that has been brought up, boys, in the last two weeks is staggering. Uh, we got our producer, Jim. What's up, everybody? Good to be back. Missed you folks. And again, in studio, director, sorry, chief comedic officer, Bryce Somberg. Recently promoted. <laughs> what was that? I was going to start talking. No, I said recently promoted, man. I was going to say, how are we doing, everybody? Oh. Well, Good to be back in the studio, and you just blatantly cut me off. You can't be cutting off the chief of comedic content. As, at least it was That's cut his job. That's his job. Cut, cut you off with a joke. <laughs> you didn't do a bad job. It was kind of funny. Made us laugh, but... So, long two-week hiatus. Uh, my busy season is over. Thanks for everybody bearing with us. We are back golf here. Clap, oh, golf yeah, clap. Yeah, yep. Short golf clap. Yep, yep. All Great done job. with yeah, Thanks, everybody. All done with the busy season of golf tournament management. But we are back um, coming at you every Tuesday with free parking podcasts. So stoked to be back with you guys. Um, I feel like a human again now that we're yeah. here with FEP. Yeah, it's amazing to finally be back in studio no more of that Skype BS. Like, we're here. We're in person, all four of us. You know, we uh, we got our our sports betting analyst in Jamaica at the moment. We got our DJ hitting up a wedding right now, just bumping. Probably. Spinning. Yeah, spinning. Come on, Eileen, I bet. He'll be here later, right? Yeah. Oh, not, yeah. Not is he like, going to be here? Yeah. Not, he's he's not part of the pod, oh. but he'll be here to hang out. Yeah, yeah, he'll be oh. here. Probably <laughs> as soon as we hit stop record, he'll probably walk in. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, we're just all over the place, but we finally were able to link up and, you know, what is it? What do we say? Here we go. Here we go. So, guys, before we get into our big sports topics of the week, I wanted to let everybody know about No Brainer Wagers, free parking, sports betting, handicapping service partner. It's a group of four guys with backgrounds in data analytics, finance, statistics, and computer science. And they've built a time-tested algorithm that has compiled statistics in every sports sector for the past 10 years, and it's time-tested for success. It's these guys' full-time job yielding profits of over six figures consistently, and it's a perfect opportunity for a side income and an additional stream of income, and it's an extremely affordable membership price compared to other services, and the results are absolutely there. They're easily accessible via Instagram, at NoBrainerWagers. Send them a direct message and tell them that Free Parking sent you for a discount. They're also available via email, Info at nobrainerwagers.com, or you can head over to their website at nobrainerwagers.com and contact them through the chat box. Yeah, so um, while we're all excited that we're back and back to our normal recording schedule, I'm also pretty upset because here we are in the dog days of summer. Baseball. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball. Mm-hmm. NBA yeah. Finals, over. Stanley Cup Finals, over. Um... And that's all we got. We're, we're we're holding on to four bases, a little diamond, and you know, hot dogs and beer, cracker jacks, and all that good stuff. Uh I I don't think that's it though. 
I mean, you look at Saturday, Sundays, we got PLL on the schedule, man. Premier oh. Lacrosse League, professional lacrosse. And it's more baseball, but the College World Series is right around the corner, too. Right. Yeah, I love that. We mm-hmm. uh, put in that little... Come on, though. The Omaha opening? The opening for the College World Series? We're going to have to attach a clip. because I. No, yeah, they're going to dump that over. Never heard it over. Never heard of it in my life. Anyway, which one do we start with? I think we we immediately start off with the NBA playoffs. <sighs> okay, yeah. fine, fine. I think we immediately start off with it. Fine, yeah. get the worst one yeah. out of the way. Oh, oh, hold the phone. Yeah, hold the phone, Congra- my boy. Uh, congratulations to Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. Thank you, Ryan, for congratulating. <laughs> Dude. Dude, uh-huh. I, two things here. One, I can't believe you just congratulated Kawhi, and two, thank God, Kawhi. Dude, the Raptors knocked off the Warriors. Is the dynasty done now? Yeah, they're done. Wait, where do you want to start here? Do you want to start with the Raptors and how they won or the Warriors and how the dynasty may be over? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're throwing too much here in the pot. We just got done a seven-game series, an entire 82-game season for the NBA, and you threw a lot at me right there. Where do you want to start? All right. Um, Let's start with our boy. Yeah. Let's start with our boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's start with our boy. Mm-hmm. They win. Mm-hmm. The Raptors knock off the Warriors. Yeah. Granted, granted, the Warriors were without Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. No. They were without Klay Thompson. Who did they win all these championships They did not without? beat the same Warrior team. Not at all. KD has two. They did not beat the same Warriors that team. That Warriors team was much deeper. They yes. played better basketball. Wrong. Yes. And you can you could blatantly see the Warriors nope. were not as good of a team when KD was hurt. You Dude, are the Warriors of a couple years no. ago, like Bryce said, they were a deeper team. They were he- they they were they power were, loaded, they but they were. were right. They were a deeper team. Now they're not at all. They had two guys. Right. They had you, two you guys. You have four all stars like that on your roster. You're not going to be able to be as deep. So you rely on the top heavy part of your lineup. And you got KD out for the entire series. Okay, right, well, he right, comes right. back for however many minutes towards Achilles. Mm-hmm. I knew it was Achilles from the very beginning. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. And then Clay was what, out in game three, came back for a game and a half again, and then tore his ACL, which is wild. I mean, Steph is good, but they're the two best players probably all around. Yeah. And once and once KD goes out, you can read these guys like a book. They didn't have the rest of their lineup to, to, to mesh around them. Where, like, I feel like the Warriors of a couple of years ago, like, it was, you know, one through eight in the lineup. Right, they had like, many guys stepping up at any given time. Right. And I think they be, just became one-dimensional when they had the best player, arguably, in the NBA on their team. Like, literally, they could run iso ball with Kevin Durant right. any time they wanted to. And, and then you would have Steph Curry oh, let's kick out Steph and Clay. the two guys that kick out with threes, who are two of the best shooters in the NBA exactly. history. Exactly. You lose that one piece, and I think it throws off the entire mojo. Um, so I think... The Warriors put all their chips in one basket, and right. the and the, not, the Raptors were were the dealer at this point. And not to end. mention uh, Boogie Cousins, although he was hurt, so he was a little out of shape. Yeah. I guess coming back, but he he played pretty terribly, man. He was out there making mistakes. Irrelevant. He looked tired, making taking bad fouls. Irrelevant, yeah. in my opinion. He missed. He actually missed two. What was he? Two for four in free throws at the end of that last game. Which if he made four for four, they would have been up by one. At, at the final seconds there. Right. Yeah. And Gotta make your free throws. Gotta so make free throws. One thing I've been saying for the last two and a half, three podcasts is that the, the Warriors supporting cast, I, I mean, how many times do I have to say supporting cast in these episodes? It was just better. It was just better than pretty much every single team they played, even the Milwaukee Bucks. I said that. You mean Raptors? No. 
The Raptor, the, the Raptor supporting cast. You said the Warriors. Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, the Raptor supporting cast this whole time has just they they were the deepest team in the playoffs in my opinion. Um, you look at the Sixers that they beat, not deep at all. You look at the Bucks, you could say they might be deep, but their starting five was pretty much you know their powerhouse, and they didn't have the deeper guys stepping right. up. No, exactly. And then you look at the Warriors, and like you guys said, I thought initially you said that the um, the Raptors weren't deep. But you, no, you the met Ra- the Warriors. The Warriors weren't Warriors, dead. No, they, they were top one. Right, right. But the Raptors were the deepest team in in the whole NBA playoffs. And once again, like I mentioned, the teams with the supporting cast and the guys who step up the most are the teams that win championships. It's just proven throughout every single major professional league right. that if your supporting cast and the guys next man up, next man up. play good, you're going to win championships. If not win the championships, you're going to be in one. Right. And it's just, it's just and even regardless of the injuries with the Warriors, you still got to give credit to the Raptors. They were a great team all year long, mm-hmm. and you got guys like you're saying the supporting cast. Van Fleet had a baby. That dude was drained. He had, yeah. had like eighty percent of threes at one point. Mm-hmm. Never heard Gasol. Of him Gasol was playing great throughout mm-hmm. offense and defensively. You know what Siakam? guy gives me nightmares? Siakam. And then you know what guy gives me nightmares is Serge Ibaka. That guy gives me nightmares. Yeah, that guy, Ibaka. You know he was a great bench player. He would come in and play valuable like two minutes. Three minutes stands and actually score like seven points. And like, going back to the Sixers series, like he kind of reminds me of like Al Horford two, two years ago. Mm, last you just year couldn't figure him out. You couldn't yep. figure him out. And it was like this guy who was like, dude, it's Sergei Ibaka. It's not 2009. Right. Like we should be fine. But right. no, the guys can still ball mm-hmm. and he can still shut down some of your big guys and, mm-hmm. and play some serious minutes, right. you know, late in the finals. And like I feel like that's something that like this Sixers team doesn't have, the right. Bucks team doesn't have. Yeah. It's like his experience, big man bets that will come in and play. I don't know, eight minutes a game, like just stupid yeah, little minutes, but produce. valuable because like as soon as you take one of those studs out, you need that next man, man out to fill in because yeah. every second counts here in these yeah. in these finals. And here's another thing too to add, Abaka. I don't know if it was the Sixers series or if it was the um, the Bucks. I believe it was the Bucks series when he got elbowed in the face. Do you remember that? Yes, he was wearing yes. a bandaid for four games straight, <laughs> probably concussed. Yeah, and he just pushed through it. Did Embiid elbow him? I was either Embiid or it was Giannis or no? Was it was it? T- or, I think it was the Raptor. I think it was another Raptor that yeah, elbowed him. I think you're right. It was. I think yeah, they went up for Embiid elbowed someone else. That, didn't that happen? Or am uh, I just not thinking the right thing? Yeah, probably, 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 probably happened. <laughs> of course, Philly guy. Um, yeah, being gritty. But uh, yeah, so I mean, he's not only that team's not only next man up, but they're brick shit house. They power through. They power through injury. Van Fleet got. What, right below his eye was sliced Huge open? Huge, a little cut. Ibaka was elbow to the forehead. Like I said, probably concussed. Stitches, mid-game stitches, came back and played. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a championship-caliber team. That's a team I enjoy to watch win an NBA series. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you look at our guys that are at no-brainer wagers, they were praying for the Raptors to win, man. They, every single time they, they posted an Instagram story, it was, you want the Raptors or the Warriors, and every time you looked, it was like, Raptors were 80% of the vote. DraftKings got me again with that damn odds boost they do. Have you seen those odds boost that DraftKings do? They got me again, dude. A couple weeks ago, it was probably the quarterfinals, the Warriors, they dropped like a Warriors... I mean, it was it was it was in the it was in the semis or sorry the conference finals right there was four teams left and they dropped a bet there was like a juicy Warriors to win the NBA finals and it was plus five fifty plus five fifty right and they they all season I mean beginning of the season they weren't even plus five fifty they were even less than that and I hit it hard come on man like the Warriors obviously why wouldn't you why wouldn't you 
they get you again with those Osbergs. They, they they're so yeah. enticing. They they're so know. juicy. They're sitting up there on tea for you. And, and at that of point, course, you whiff again. Yeah, and at that point, too, you're thinking they're kind of making it sound like KD's going to be ready for the finals. Yeah. Yep. So that you have that in the back of the mind, like, oh, he comes back, then it's a lock. You know I mean, I would have put my mortgage on it. Like, I mean, like, that's... <laughs> good thing you didn't. No, good thing I didn't. <laughs> good, thing I didn't. good thing I didn't scratch on the cup. Good thing you don't even have one. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, 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 true. I was going to bet my next rent check on it. How was that? <laughs> yeah. Here you go here. Uh, how many... Do you think Kawhi Leonard, post-winning the championship, do you think he drank more beers or took more shots in the gym? Do you think he just went right back to the gym and just started, like, yes. just, just oh, shooting, yeah. right? Oh, yes. I mean, like... He, uh, the kid doesn't know celebration, I don't think, no. right? He went right back to the... So did you the, see that shot of him after after they won? He jumped up and down for maybe, like, I don't know, 15 seconds, and then immediately dropped his arms that and, joke. like, just started to walk like just started to walk around like a sim. Did you see that? Yep. I did. Yeah. I, did. I saw that. Right. I, think he saw, I think he saw Curry, though. I think he was going to go handshake him, then people jumped in front of him, and he was, like, literally just awkwardly staring at him, like, oh, I guess I'm not going to handshake him now, and then he just didn't know what to do. Went back to robotic form, like... Oh, there's another thing, too, that I wanted to talk about. So, you know how, like, after people, the ref blow, blows the whistle and people will continue to still take shots, like, yeah. whatever? So, I wonder if, in film, they the Warriors noticed that every time Kawhi had the ball and there was a foul call, that Kawhi would rip shots, like, after the whistle to maybe just, like, stay hot, stay warm or Go something. Go on. This is, a, this is interesting here. And I totally thought about this last game. Kawhi Leonard was taking those shots, and Steph Curry, every time a whistle blew, ran over to Kawhi and blocked, tried to block his shot. Hmm. My guess is that in film, they saw that the Warriors saw this and were like, we need to do something to throw Kawhi Leonard hmm. off. And I'm wondering if they're like, Steph, every time the whistle blows, find Kawhi, and if he has the ball, actually play defense regardless of the whistle's going. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think you're reading too deep into it. Too deep? I think you're reading too deep. I mean, it definitely was a thing. Every Almost every 90% of the players in the NBA still take the shot after the whistle gets blown. And I think... Just in the moment, Steph, Steph being a gamer, just like want to fuck road, around yeah. and like and kind of like get in the the mind of another player, yeah. especially Kawhi, yeah. who it seems like he can't get into his brain at all. Right. Um, yeah, you don't want you him to be locked you know, in. Yeah, yeah. it's I, not like a coaching strategy. It's I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, th- I was just not curious. More just to, just to mess around with him, almost like I don't know, like being on first base and like bullshit with the runner and like trying to right. get him off his game. Right. Like I don't think it was something like strategically planned. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, no, I think it was just something Yeah. Else. So, like, obviously, I mean, I agree. I probably, you know, thought too much into it. But I, I really did wonder that. Watching the game, I was like, wow, I wonder if they told Steph every time the whistle blew. And every time, every time you go back and watch a game, I remember distinctly at least two or three times I watched, Steph literally went to go, like, slap the ball out of his hands, like, as if it was intentional to go up and knock it's it It's almost more petty stuff, like, don't be shooting, don't be shooting on my net after Especially the Especially on his home court. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was For also For the last thinking. time. Yep. Oracle Arena, yeah. no more. R.I.P. True. Absolutely. You ever seen the Sixers do that, though? Embiid? The Sixers, like, Simmons and Embiid will always just... They hate They literally, it like, goaltend it. They, they jump at the hoop and just don't let it go in They don't always tell It's like... Shooting a ball and seeing it go in gives you confidence. Yeah. They don't right. want you like yeah. they don't want you to see that. Right yeah. So it's the same thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what if that's part of yeah, Kawhi's routine? You fly that's on the wall in the locker room or the film I room. think it's more Maybe. broad. Like yes, yeah. for both. Like for your points, I think it's just more broad than Steph and Kawhi. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're okay. you're on, but it's like the whole NBA does it kind of thing. Okay. All right. So speaking of Oracle Arena, 
and the Warriors. Let's get into this whole Kevin Durant thing. Yeah. So basically, what I'm seeing is the uh, the Warriors going all out in their recruitment effort to get Kevin Durant back. Did you notice the shirts they were wearing pregame? You know, yeah. For I can't remember exactly what they said, but the two letters were for KD. Basically, yeah. they were chanting his name. They were chanting his name. Oakland. For Oakland, yeah. for Oakland. Yeah. and then the yep. KD. And then up on the big board, I remember right before the national anthem, I saw you know Aaron shout out the arena. Tribute video. Do it for Kevin. Yeah, he's gone. Um, He's not coming. He, back. He's not coming. He's back. not coming. Back. He's not. Yeah, <laughs> you can try all you want no. with towels and jumbo drugs, no. but yeah. he's not coming back. So Stephen A. Smith said, <laughs> as I, you know, one of my lunch breaks in the during the full time grind, I turned the TV on, and Stephen A. Smith was saying that if the Warriors lose, he's coming back because it's a, you know, if the Warriors lose, it shows that they need him. If the Warriors win, mm. he's definitely mm. going to leave. Right, true. Totally disagree with that. I think he's going either way. I think he's going either way. I think yeah. he's going either way. And I mean, the way it panned out here, you know, we kind of were talking about like the the aura of Kevin Durant's career and like what you know what's going to be left on his tomb. So when he's gone, like this threw a wrench in it. This threw a wrench in it, right? Yeah. I mean, like, oh yeah, I think it kind of twisted it in a knot between like. You know, him obviously leaving, them winning, moving on handedly to the NBA Finals, him then coming back and them losing, I'm still kind of, like, stuck. I I really haven't, like, made my opinion yet. Mm -hmm. The only opinion I do have, you know, agreeing with Jim is, like, the dude's gone. So here's my question for you guys. Why isn't LeBron's career tainted from him going to Miami? Now, people might say, it is tainted, it is tainted. I haven't heard a lick other than when he first made the decision yeah. to go to Miami, I never heard a lick about his career being tainted from going to Miami and winning multiple championships and then going back to the Cavs. Not one. I think it's because he went back and did it on his own in Cleveland. I think that's why like, it, so it smoothed over that right. quickly. He did himself right. I mean, okay. like, he right. put that team on his back and beat the Warriors, the Warriors that we're talking about of old, like, he beat them, you know, not handily, but he beat them by himself, basically. Okay. Um, I think they're b- both very relatable careers because they're both top two players. So here game. you go. Like, K- KD loses the whole snake, you know, uh, you know, name, right? He loses the whole, like, bad boy kind of, you know, vibe that everybody gives him. If he goes and he signs with the New York Knicks or he signs with the Clippers or he signs with a team that, th- that has had nothing for several years... And he does it himself. I think that is one of the reasons why, if he has any ounce of like, uh, you know, like a chip on his shoulder, I think that's what he's looking for: is to go to one of his other teams, do it himself, not have a Steph, not have Clay. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably he'll, if you know, say he goes to the next, he may have a Kyrie, he may have somebody right. like with him. Mm-hmm. But I think he wants to like do it from the ground up, where he is the true centerpiece. He's not walking into a room with he already. I mean, it's similar to Le- 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 LeBron track, right? LeBron going walked in, going with D Wade. Chris ba- Chris Bosh joins him. Um, yeah. KD leaving OKC, joining Steph, Clay, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and now it's like you know what? Did that? Got the ring? Got the you know? Made himself better, and now he's ready to go. Step back. That more experienced veteran. To Can go he do it? Start his own. I don't think he can. I, I was think, just going to ask. And that. I think he can. And I think he yeah, can. I don't dude. think so. I think he can. If he, like you're saying, Sporting Cats, if he has a good team around him, not obviously superstars, a super team, so that he's but like good, own, but, but like good BC. Like yeah. So here's a, here's where LeBron and Kevin Durant's roads break for me. LeBron is that guy that can carry a team. Proven, did it with Cleveland. 
twice on two different occasions. Even when he was first starting out in the league, he did it with the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. Kevin Durant was not able to be that kind of player with James Harden and Russell Westbrook in OKC. That's a telltale sign that if he can't have two players like that, say they weren't in their prime, whatever, look who they are now. They were definitely amazing players back then, too. If he wasn't able to do it then, and he you know, was almost... I mean, I guess he really did do it well with the uh, Warriors. He's not going to be able to do it by himself. I don't think he all. can. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to carry a team like LeBron can. That's where their roots That's split. where I <sighs> see the two situations different, yeah. though. They're obviously similar in creating a super team. But like you said, when KD was with Harden and Westbrook, they had that 3-1 to one lead over the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. They lose that series, and then immediately he goes to the Warriors, to the Warriors. who just broke the single-season record for wins in a season. One of the best teams ever. So it's kind of like you're joining, instead of trying to, like LeBron created the Heat to beat the Boston Celtics and get past that yeah, super right. team. Yes, he just... Look, KD literally joined the that powerhouse. team. He and they, it almost made it unfair, like yeah. watching basketball, like they're going to win that's, so that's many games. That's how it was the time. And was like, that's why like, I always thought KD was a snake. Like I really didn't like him for that. I actually kind of hated him for that. Like, I didn't like watching him play basketball. Yeah. But this series actually, I actually definitely earned respect. He earned my respect for coming out. Yeah. Agree. And with that injury, I mean, he had a free agency, all that money. He's not going to play for all next year. Yeah. So, I mean, he definitely earned my respect there, but I just see the two situations being a little different because of that. Yeah, true. I mean, we just totally, I totally skipped that, like, he may not be playing for half of, at least yeah, half of next him season. Him and KD won't be playing next year. You mean Clay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. KD yeah, and Clay. They're the like, same player, but yeah, Clay and KD. won't play next year or... Right. NBA no. won't see them all next year. Yeah. Crazy. One and I wonder how that could affect the free agency, which obviously it's KD, one of the best players in the world. People still want him. But I wonder if that could somehow sway in any way. Like, they have to almost slam, like, a year Spend off. Spend all that money yeah. for a year off. And he's not one. That's different. Another point to add to the fact that he's not going to be able to do it is the fact that he just partially tore his Achilles. The Achilles heel. The worst Big injury in sports. Injury. Ruined, anti- uh, I'm sorry, what's his name? Des Bryant's career. Ruined it. He's yep. done in the NFL because he tore his Achilles. Yep. Now call it a partial t- tear, whatever you want to call it. KD will not win another NBA championship for the rest of his time in Ooh, the NBA. Hot take. That's a hot take, a hot take uh, by Bush. Well, that's true. It's Achilles, true. Achilles and ACL. It's a big man. injury. Those two injuries right there. And that's the what Achilles they got. heel it is the worst injury in sports. That's why there's that whole story about Achilles. Worst injury in sports. Only, only thing that can kill him. Only thing that it just don't. sucks because before that happened, man, like I really was starting to believe that this guy was the best player in basketball. Like I, he was, he was an, uh, he was, he's the best player in basketball until that, you know, until that happened. He's the guy that you hate to play and love to have on your team. I mean, he's just like one of the any any best player in, the, in any league. You yeah. hate to play against yep. him and you love. But to I have think on even the team. past, like over the past. Three years, like he's top LeBron, like he is like the I, best yeah. player in the league, like totally down, like from that. front court to back court, from you know three points to to you know being able to drive on somebody. Like I think Katie took that over. I mean, he was able to like the Warriors, the you know league what was it almost record set or record they setting, did, they yeah, did by one game, they regular win. season wins. KD comes and they throw everything out the window, and they're like, let's give this man the basketball every play. Yeah, because he even on the Warriors, that great team, he became the centerpiece. He became the centerpiece still, right? Now, I mean, I don't. I absolutely agree. He probably was a better player than LeBron, but with this injury, I don't believe 
that he's going to be able to do anything because of him. He was a better player than LeBron, like, this Recently. year. Like, Recently. When LeBron's old. And he's still not even that old. But he's yeah. still really good. Still not even that old. I still think LeBron's all-around better player. Two more basketball topics I want to cover. Kawhi Leonard. We'd say KD's gone. Is Kawhi Leonard gone after he wins a title with Toronto for the first time in that team's history? If he gets a, a max, 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 max contract from Toronto, he stays. Which he should. Which he deserves. Oh, they're going to give it to him. They're going to offer it to him. I think he takes they're it. They're going to offer him citizenship. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the kid. Did you see that video of the guy walking around with a tree? Yes, yeah, it was on like the Toronto yes. news. Like, what is it's like, like a palm tree? It's a palm tree. It's a palm the tree. cops are looking at him. The news guy's like, "What is that?" He's like, "It's a housewarming <laughs> gift." Like he's all mad <laughs> like, at the reporter. No, he doesn't know so what it is. You idiot. And he's like, "Have you seen Kawhi?" And he's like, "I think he's in like Oakland." He's like, "Well, if you see him, let him know." And this Douglas fur for him. He just pulled it out of the street. Like Jurassic Park. A housewarming gift. That's unreal. All right, so Deez, to answer your question, Kawhi stays if he gets the absolute maximum possible contract he can receive. If you know, if it's a penny off of what it's what he thinks it should be, I think he's out. A penny. Off. I don't think it's about the money for him. That's me neither. Me neither. And I think he's going to max deal regardless. So I think for that, he's out. He's gone. He's gone as well. So you so. you you think since he knows he's getting a max contract regardless, yeah, he's he can get it wherever he wants, he wants wherever he wants. wants. And he's a SoCal boy. I think he's going back to SoCal. Clippers or the Lakers? Clippers. Ooh, Clippers. I think he's going to the Clippers. I've heard this. I've heard I've heard whispers Ooh. of the Clippers. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine him with LeBron though too? So I did see that as well. That the Lakers, they just they the, just came out the day, day after the season. Number one yeah, day after the season yeah, ended. That's the ridiculous. Lakers, How? the Lakers are the the, the number one, the front runner to win the NBA championship in 2020 already. Wow. All right. So and that I think is because of all this this KD getting injured, Clay AD getting injured, Clay getting like, injured. The Lakers are really the, the Lakers are, are about to you know they're going to line up a couple of mm-hmm. these stars here. And I don't think the rest of the league is going to be able to compete with it. Right, because right. the Warriors are knocked down, so. So I know, obviously, we're ripping basketball like crazy, but there's so many crazy questions to ask. Here's one for you. Is Kawhi Leonard's career tainted if he goes to the Lakers with LeBron? No. I don't think so either. Okay. It's already tainted. The guy's a freak. <laughs> you're, you're He's crazy. a robot. I'm not talking about that. But <laughs> I, I don't think it's tainted because yeah. he, while he was the number one for the Raptors, I think no matter where, if no matter who joins LeBron's team, LeBron is always the number one. No matter where, like yeah, if, even if LeBron's old, and that's what Kawhi wants. He wants to be, a and team. that's what Kawhi wants. Right, right. he doesn't want. He only be the one. He doesn't want interviews after the games, no. even though he's great at it. Yeah. At being the one on the on the floor, yeah, even though play. he's phenomenal yeah. at it, I don't think it taints his, his legacy in the least bit. Which I think actually, I mean, I, I say Clippers, but I think it actually messages perfectly in L.A. And, you know, perfectly is a, a loose statement, but, like, LeBron is the two on the court. LeBron becomes the two on the court. Number one in the, one in the media. media. Number one in the media. Takes all the tough questions. Yep. Faces the franchise. Yep. And Kawhi just does his thing. Just and does his thing on the court. Boop, boop, and, just, <laughs> and just scores. Yep. Oh, dude, I would, honestly, I would love to see that. Man. It's going to be interesting. Oh. Last thing, basketball topic. I can't believe we're talking this much about basketball, or at least me. I can't believe I'm talking this much about basketball. It's fun. I love it. It is fun. fun. It is fun. And as much as like I hate it, like it is one of the biggest pop culture Mm -hmm. sensations in sports. I mean, everybody from um, this is what I'm talking about. Drake. 
Yeah. Did you see the whole Steph thing post game? The whole Steph FaceTime post game? No. no. Drake FaceTime Steph Curry post game. No. Like, yeah, Steph was like walking out of the locker room. They're like, oh yeah, man, all love, fam. Like, congrats, bro. Like, yada, yada. Like, first of all, what is Drake to the Toronto Raptors? He, he's a glorified mascot. He's a billionaire mascot. I have no idea why this guy even like is in relation to this franchise. I, I, I don't know why they've accepted him. I think he may have some like weird ownership stake. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a part owner. He's got his he's hand like in the pot for sure for something. Like, but like, it's a, he's a sideshow. I kind of I kind of hate him a, a little more. More, yeah. I, 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 I like Drake a lot. Yeah, like I love the series, and it's like, uh, like no, like music. no. And then like hit him up more too because every single day, Bleacher Report, ESPN, yeah. yo, yeah. Drake did this. Like he just stood up and cheered. Like. Ooh. Why do you have to zoom in on him? Like, yeah. go to the what happened on the court. Or Drake something. just like, did this, and then they ignore the fact that Van Fleet got his eyes sliced. Yeah, yeah. and they didn't say movie. anything about that, but like, they're just posting yeah. things about Drake. So, and then for Drake to Facetime Seth Curry post game and it be like a big media sense, like you know, a media phenomenon that like these two like stars and I guess culture talk, like talk post game like. Have Steph dapping up Kawhi. I want to hear that conversation. I yeah. don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Dr- he doesn't give a shit. True, true. Kawhi doesn't know how to talk or have personal interaction. <laughs> yeah. But like, Dr- like Drake is. He didn't win the title. Yeah. He didn't win the title. Yeah. Leave him out of it. He's a fan. Yeah. He's a fan. Mm-hmm. You know, people say he's from Canada. People say you know he's a big you know social people media. People say I mean, he is. Yeah. yeah that's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, Drake. Yeah. 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 I've never heard of him. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. Anyway, regardless, Drake is irrelevant to the NBA. I've never even seen Drake in an NBA game up until these NBA playoffs. Like, I mean, like, yeah, he might have shown up to one or two or three. Whatever. Like, who the hell knows? But um, way too much coverage for him. Way too much coverage for him versus the coverage that the supporting cast of the Raptors should have got and the main uh, cast of the Warriors should have got. So That concludes our basketball jargon. Uh, congrats to the Toronto Raptors for winning the NBA title. Um, they've, they've won a championship. Speaking of championships, have you guys ever heard of a Patrick McCall? No. He won the NBA title in 2017... 2018 and now 2019. Who the hell? Who is this the guy? hell is this guy? <laughs> Sports Center tweeted this, Facebooked it, and I saw it. I've never ever heard of this guy, and he has three championships, Patrick and he's been McCall. in the league yeah. for three years. Dude, I've who the? F- I think it's Patrick McCall. I don't we know have to get, heard of him. Dude, we have to get some, like, you know, investigators on this case. Get him on the park. This guy, this guy could walk into a, a Walmart, and I have no idea who this was. He could have three rings on, I think he was, like, a crazy fan. That yeah. The rings, like, no idea who, who this the f- is this guy. Is. <laughs> how does he have three rings? I've never even heard of his name. It was legally, like, three, Larry Bird three, three in a row. I've never heard of what? Oh, oh my God! Patrick McCall, go f- yourself. <laughs> 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 Jesus. All right. So anyway, to wrap it up, congratulations to Toronto for winning uh, the NBA championship. The first Canadian team to win a championship in any professional major sports in like I don't know the past I think what twenty years. I think the Blue Jays in the nineties were the last team to win a championship right. in a sport. Major sport. In a major sport. And we're going to segue here into hockey, which 
Canadian team has their one as the St. Louis Blues just wrapped up their series with the Boston Bruins winning in seven games. All right, so here we go for the NHL talk. The St. Louis uh, Blues won the NHL Stanley Cup, and we'll go to the next topic. Shut up. We just talked about the NBA for, honestly, what right. felt like three hours. So, it was excruciating yeah, for me. So oh, that was awesome. Bryce, Jim, Deaver, have your way with the NHL while I go uh, scrub, uh, scrub my <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have fun with this one, boys. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations to the St. Louis Blues for winning the Stanley Cup playoffs versus the Boston Bruins. Uh, Deaver, uh, what did you think about the last five minutes of the game? The last five minutes of the game were pretty uh, <laughs> comfortable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just say I maybe took a snooze there towards the end, uh, which is ridiculous for me because I had goosebumps was on the edge of my seat for every second of that game, even though it was kind of a you know it's kind of a boring. Game, Game seven. seven? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was very similar. I heard somebody compare it to the Super Bowl this year. Like, you mm-hmm. kind of knew the entire way who was yep. going to win. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, hockey is a pretty unpredictable sport. There's, you know, two goal lead in hockey is the worst one out there. But, um, yeah, I fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, uh, I tried to wake you up a few times, but uh, you just kept shrugging me off, and uh, you don't want to wake a sleeping bear when he's sleeping, so uh, I just didn't want to keep But just before on. the podcast recording tonight, I did finally he did watch the see rerun. I saw the last It was actually perfect. It was the last five minutes, and I saw it. Um, just my takeaway, I, I kind of had the feeling from the start, as the Bruins were dominating the first period, similar to, like, I don't know, playing a, a game of NHL 19 on, like, PlayStation or something, like... It just takes one goal. It just takes one goal, one cheeky goal. It doesn't matter if you're winning the entire, you know, you're dominating the entire game, time on attack, shots on net, et cetera, et cetera. One cheeky goal goes in, changes the tide of the whole game. Especially if you're the away team. Especially if you're the away team. Especially in the Stanley Cup Finals Game 7. So big. One tip-in goal. And there it goes. Cheeky. The ice becomes tilted. And crowd goes down. Crowd goes yeah, down. Everything, momentum. Shuts down. And, and, and the Blues... We're able to sit on that lead, just sit on that lead, and just churn away for the re- like for two and a half periods of yeah. time. It was uh, it was great to see. I'm tired of uh, I'm sure as anyone else is tired of seeing Boston win their championships. That dumbass sign kid. I'm glad he doesn't have another McGillicuddy. Yeah, whatever his name is. The Boston. <laughs> put another Jeez. put another Boston Bruins logo on his dumbass sign. But. Uh, Congrats to the Blues. Uh, congrats to Craig Berube, the uh, ex-Flyer coach. Hate him when he was here, but uh, love to see him win. Braden Shen, you know, it was a great series. I'm glad it went to seven games. It was a lot of fun to watch, and it, uh, it sucks hockey's over for another, uh, what, two and a half months, three months? <laughs> yeah, from a, just like a general fan perspective, like I really wish Game 7 was a lot more exciting. Yeah. Like, I, I really wish it went down to the wire, third period, overtime, overtime et cetera, something like that. <laughs> Um, I just think there's, I mean, they're two story franchises. The Blues celebrating, you know, their 50th season just uh, a little bit ago, um, and never winning Stanley Cup before. So, That's awesome. Uh, just unbelievable for their fan base, who really, I mean, you didn't know too much about until this Cup mm-hmm. run, right? The whole, you know, the Gloria song. Um, they've always been the choke artists. They've Every always year. been the choke artists. Every they've always year, been they the always choke. Artists. choke. Um, and, and this year they almost were from from zero to heroes. They were last in the league in January, and uh, probably if you know if you're a hockey fan, if you like follow very closely for the past you know several decades, um, one of the biggest comebacks and biggest mm-hmm. stories in Stanley Cup history. History. Um, you had the same year we had a team like Tampa Bay Lightning almost you know reach the points record for a team in the season. 
Um, and to have a team like the Blues come from behind and be bottom barrel yeah. in January, halfway through the season in January, unheard and come back of. and win is, is in any sport, uh, almost unheard of. Crazy. So honestly, the most surprising thing of uh, the Stanley Cup Finals or even the Stanley Cup Playoffs is, is how Boris the Chinchilla was able <laughs> to survive the whole playoffs. He was in... <laughs> yes. The stadium. Yeah. How the hell did yeah. that thing? I owned a chinchilla once. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. to Pablo. Yeah. See, see yep. you up there one day. But Pour those things, those things, jump, man. Those, <laughs> that my Pablo jumped off the walls and shit. <laughs> my Pablo. I don't know. I don't all know right. how. All right. All right. We're to talking preface, about a real chinchilla yes, right yes, now. To yes. Preface, to preface Jim's statement here, uh, YP from Barstool Sports, huge St. Louis Blues fan, and it's kind of cool in the in the Barstool, I guess, like um, world, is that they have these like internal rivalries. So we had President Day um, and all those other Boston uh, mass holes going up against YP Young Page Views, which is a, a newer guy mm-hmm. at Barstool, um, and. Um, Riggs from Four Play Pod, yeah. uh, two huge St. Louis Blues fan. YP is a huge outdoors guy, loves animals, and he has this little furry chinchilla that he made like the mascot of almost like the Blues. The cup whole run. Blues, and pretty much the Blues like jumped in on it, like bought into this chinchilla. No like way. it's the whole song like Gloria, Gloria, and then the chinchilla, like literally. The chinchilla, as Jim said, was inside of the stadium when they won and has already sat in the Stanley Cup. Tarasenko was walking around the other night at a party. A chinchilla. I saw Vladimir that Tarasenko, like the one of the best players in the Blues, walking around with, with yeah. this this blogger's chinchilla. That now. Yes, yes. So my question is not only how did the chinchilla survive, but I hope that the the keeper of the cup has some good cleaning supplies <laughs> yes. because there's going to be a shit ton of stuff drank out of that cup. Those things poop. Babies are going to be in that cup. They're going to eat cereal out of that cup. It looks like a perfect chinchilla toilet, to be honest. No, that's what I'm saying. Honestly. But now that, like, a baby's going to sit in it, and you're going to drink out of it and eat out of it, and, like, all of a sudden there's, you know, a rodent just (laughs) sleeping in it, I mean, I think there just needs to be some progress. I'm sure Ovechkin has done some worse things in that cup that they've cleaned, so I think we're okay with the chinchilla baby. How do they clean that thing? White gloves. Very special. Uh, a lot it's, of it's, it's honestly no, no, it is, no. It's too. very relevant. It's very relevant. Bryce, okay. Bryce, just just thirty minutes ago asked me. They were we were watching the rerun of the cup, and the guys were holding it up. And Bryce goes, "Man, how heavy do you think that thing is?" And immediately I responded, "35 pounds." Gonna say oh. Immediately, oh. I re- immediately oh. I responded, "35 pounds." Yeah, okay. We, look we it up, Google it a second later. Thirty-four point six pounds. Ooh. Wait, this, did you guess or did you? Know? I knew. Oh, I knew this. This this trophy, dude. This trophy. It's the greatest trophy in all sports. And you know why? And you know why? It's the only one. It's the only one. It's the only one. Well, there's actually three, but I'll go into that later. There's only one. You don't get to keep it. Right. A Super Bowl, a Lombardi trophy, uh, sits in Lincoln Financial Field forever. Sits in Novacare. The Steelers have six. This sits in the stadium forever. Six of them. Right. Um, the World Series trophy sits in your stadium wherever you like forever. The NBA Finals trophy, again, wherever you'd like to put it. Lord the, Stanley? Lord Stanley? One. Goes back. Right. Yeah, that's really done. cool. That's special. That is that is cool. Yeah, I like. Think that. of the, all those hands that are like. I mean, have raised that you're, you're like you're you're kissing that, and like is this, I mean, it's it's the same. I'm getting chills. Talk. It's the same trophy, hundreds of years old. The cup itself, like what people like the normal avid fans see nowadays, 
started as that little as bowl, bowl on yeah, the top. And they've added, added the rings below and below, and yes. every year they etch on the names mm-hmm. and, and send it back. There's like one, there's like two or three, Jim. Yeah. One stays in the Hall of Fame at all mm-hmm. times in, in Toronto. We've seen it. We've seen it, not a big deal. Not a big deal. The big other deal. one, the other one, um, <laughs> the other one travels on appearances, I believe, and then the third is like the presentation trophy, which is like the one that they handed out a couple nights ago, and that's it. It's got its own Twitter account, for God's sake. And that's, that's it. cool. That's it has cool. a guy who's a full-time job just walking around with it. Right. Keeper that's of the cup. Detector, yeah. That is very unique. It is very unique. Yeah. That truly means something. Yeah. Now I understand why people kiss it and hold it above their head. And, you know, those pictures where those players hold it above their head is such, an inf- like, it's such a famous picture. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, all these massive, high-tier NHL players... Just that famous picture. Is that the only one you can name Wayne Gretzky? Who's Wayne Gretzky again? Is that the only <laughs> is that the only, is that the only legendary NHL player you can name? Alright, let me let me Wayne Gretzky was the greatest goalie of all time. <laughs> let me give you my like let me give you like the three most famous hockey players I know. Mark Messier, Wayne Gretzky, Gordie Howe. That's three. That's about where I can stop. That's about where I stop. At least you named those three. I'm just shaking my yeah, head. Right? I mean, at least I named I'm, I'm probably just, I'm the just, most... I'm just shaking my head. I'm, <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I'm almost sick. I'm almost sick. Dude, I, I'll talk NBA for a whole podcast, but in NHL, man. I love hockey. You know how much I love hockey. I'm just not that into it. I don't know what it is. Apparently, a lot of people aren't, but a lot of people are like me. They well, love to watch it. They love to be a part of it, but they don't really like to look into it. You don't understand if, as much or know as many players kind of deal with Right. If you like, never watch hockey, you have to tune in to playoff hockey. Right. That, I feel, is like when people that don't watch it get hooked. Yeah, they can enjoy it. It's have you seen that? Uh, that just resurfaced, that, that one Twitter, yep. that Twitter feed of that yep. guy. I think it was, it was last year. Yes. It was last year. Hold he on, got so he's like He's like... Wow, he pulled that up, though. Did you guys see... I didn't get to see many of the uh, Stanley Cup games, but in Game 7 when the Blues won, the uh, Blues superfan Layla, yeah, yeah, 11-year-old yeah. girl with a uh, life-threatening blood disorder, literally great story, yeah. she was one of the first ones to get out there, she had both yep. her hands on the cup, yep. they held it above her head, she kissed it, that's just like a really good feel-good story it's to amazing. see. Yeah. And like I was rooting for the Blues the whole time, but that makes it even better. Amazing. Just amazing. That. Yeah. I mean, we can ramble on hockey because we rambled so much on NBA, but like... Hockey guys are just a different breed of people. I heard a story from this this week. I was listening to a, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Spitting Chicklets, um, on the on a ride today. And uh, Ryan O'Reilly was in Boston prior to Game Seven, mm-hmm. and he walked mm-hmm. into a guitar center, and there was this kid playing a guitar in a Boston, you know, Boston, Massachusetts guitar center. And he was just trying to like clear his mind before the game, walking around the town with a coffee. And the kid was playing a Canadian brand guitar, and obviously Ryan O'Reilly, being a Canadian, walks up. And, and, you know, gets the conversation with the kid and buys him the guitar. Just buys him the guitar. Buys him the guitar. In Boston. Now, Boston. he was probably looking for a little good juju, which obviously ended up paying off in Game 7. Totally paid off. But, like, I don't think that happens every day in other leagues. Mm. Uh, there are just down-to-earth, genuine people that are. are just, like, everyday average Joes. They are. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of that. Mm-hmm. You know, them embracing Layla, this, um, you know, right. this 11-year-old. Um, it's a bunch of feel good stories. Bunch of feel good stories. It's more than just always. Yeah, just a, another thing to add too. You know, one of our guys that we know is is friends with a uh, a head coach of an NHL team. We're hanging out with him the other night, and he literally gets a phone call, and he's like, "Hey, so and so, 
how do I cook salmon on the grill? Like, he's just, he's so down to earth. You know, obviously not, not mentioning names, but um, he's a head coach for an NHL team. We're hanging out with our friend. Like, just gets a random call. Like, yo, yo, uh, how do I cook a salmon on a grill? Like, it's just, like, a head you coach are making, yeah, the a, NHL. Head, a head coach in the calling NHL. Calling an old buddy. Right, just calling one of his old friends. Like, it's just, it's, they really are down to earth, and you yes. have to respect Yep. Them. So, Deves, uh, I mean, I you obviously met us when we were done today, but we had a hell of a day, a Friday. So, obviously, all started off the Bryce, Jim, and I went uh, went to our respected workplaces, and you know, had a nice work day. It was a beautiful day outside. Everybody was chomping at the bit to get out of the office early. Luckily, all three of us were able to sneak out a little early, and we went and played golf at Blue Heron Pines in Galloway, New Jersey, with basically all the major players of the Atlantic City Blackjacks. Yeah. We had, no joke, on, on on the last two holes, 17 and 18, we had, how many, five carts and nine yep. guys? Yep. five we carts. Had, we had five carts, we had nine guys. And, and no was, sunlight. No sunlight. <laughs> it was about 8.15, like, about to be 8.30, like, whatever, and there was nine golf balls in the fairway at one point. Mayhem. On one hole. Absolute mayhem. It. it was literally, everyone was doing, play it as, like, as quick as you can, you know, ready golf. And balls were just flying. You were dodging them here and there. Um, the, head, the quarterback of the Blackjacks was with us. The guy's a ringer um, on the golf course. And basically, these just another down-to-earth, awesome, fun guys to hang out with. AFL, man. You know, call it whatever you want. It's now that's a part of my life. It's actually awesome to follow. I really do. Dude, like you it. guys were out there so late tonight. We were. I got oh. back from my graduate from a graduation I was at. I walked into the uh, the clubhouse just to get a beer and wait for you guys to come in. Mm-hmm. It, it was pitch black. Yep. I went up to the bar and I ordered a beer and then I was like, "Hey, uh, is is the kitchen still open?" Right? She's like, "It's closing in a minute." You guys beat the kitchen staff at the bar. Right. Like, that's how late you guys were playing. Yes. The bar the kitchen was closing before you even got in. So I put my clubs in my car and dropped the cart off at 9 p.m. Because you looked at me, I remember this, you looked at me and you said, yo, kitchen just closed one minute ago. And then you, and and then you like, ran. Yeah, and, and I, was like, I was like, what time does kitchen close? You're like, 9. And I was like, boom! <laughs> You've never seen a door open and close so fast when I heard that. Um, and luckily, uh, Jimbo, with a couple, uh, you know, kissing baby, shaking hands connections, was able to get us a meal at the uh, at the old uh, Seven Tap Tavern at Blue Heron. Love to see it. Delicious. Yeah. I think what we played. I looked at the clock and we played seven holes, and it took like two hours and fifteen minutes, <laughs> yeah. like something ridiculous. But it was easily one of the most fun I've yeah. had on a golf course. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're out there. You're not playing with golfers. You're playing with football players. Right. Yeah. These right. dudes are hitting the ball. It's going sideways ninety yards, and yeah. they're like, whoa. Yeah. Just screaming on the yeah, T-Box. Yeah. You got houses, other golfers are just yeah. looking at us like, yep. what the hell? Yeah. It was just so fun, man. So on the 17th hole, that's when we linked up with the guys, with the group that was in front of us, and we were like, you know, let's just all play one hole together, just or a couple holes together, just have a fucking blast, whatever. And we lined all of us up, and uh, like a gallery almost, and we all went one at a time. No matter what the drive did, it was too dark to tell where the trajectory of the ball went regardless. And if it sounded good, it was good. It was good. Yeah. So like I you could have shank you could have had the be- most beautiful sounding drive in the world and it could have went thirty yards into the woods off the tee. And it was Whoa, let's go, baby, let's go. 
Round the bases. Yeah, round the bases, baby. One guy just, he knew he shanked it because he had been shanking it all day. He was a linebacker for the Blackjacks. Literally just rips a drive, does a bat flip with his driver. The driver flips in the air four times, lands on the tee box, and he literally runs a diamond in the, in the tee box and comes home. And he's like, let's go, baby, let's go. He's like jumping, he's like chest it's like bumping. You're on never going to find that golf ball. Yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that ball hit a house, too. Yeah, it, <laughs> no, did. No, it did. It did. We all waited for it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a house. Yeah, and the first thing he said, he lines up to his ball and he's like, well, I hope these houses have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so we knew we knew that ball was uh, yeah. Oh, and just to add, he was playing range balls, so that, that, yep. <laughs> that never really at least they oh, were God. yellow. True, at least so you, you knew see they were his. Oh, Not that God. you found them, but at least you know they were his. Oh when my God, it. yellow! Rings. It was just yeah. <laughs> with the black good. lines on it. It was unreal. One of the most so. memorable rounds I've. Yeah, dude, I've and the best part was was that it was just the most spontaneous thing ever. We wanted to film right. it, but. You know, the, the timing wasn't really just right, and everybody was having too good of a time to start whipping out the phones. Um, you just kind of want to be in the moment. So, um, yeah, it was just a spur-of-the-moment thing. Like, we, I texted you boys at, I mean, what, 12 noon 12 today? 12, 12 or 1 today. And I was like, hey, you know, let's uh, let's go hit the course after work, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Film the podcast after, and sure enough, it turned into, let's go play golf after work with Arena Football League players. Right. Like, Thank you, Jim, for that. That was actually a hell of a time. Yeah, Jim, sure. communications manager for the Blackjacks, um, and very tight with the players, got us a, a good connector. Going to try and get one or two or three or five players on here in the uh, the uh, coming weeks here, so stay tuned for that for sure. We definitely have a lot of personality on the team, so oh, I'm yeah. sure you fans will definitely enjoy the content that they would bring, so definitely be on the lookout for, uh, for that episode coming soon. Yeah, that'll and, be a fun one. Speaking of connections, not something I want to uh, pump my own tires on, but Bush, we haven't had a chance to recap your opportunity in the Absolutely. ShopRite LBGA Classic Media Center. Ah, media credential number one and two went to yes. Bush and Jim this yes. weekend at the no, ShopRite LBGA Classic. <laughs> How did that go, man? I was kind of yeah. running around doing some other stuff, but so you were busy as hell, <laughs> um, you know, doing your thing, operations manager, you know, crushing it as always with all your uh, LPGA tournaments. So one, thank you for those media tickets. That was sick. Um, and actually, the guy who's running the media center, or no, 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 yeah, one of the guys who's running the media center comes up to me. He's like, "Yo, let me see your media tag real quick." He's like, "We gave you the best two media passes <laughs> that we give out." He's like, "We normally give these to ESPN. We normally give these to our like top tier yeah. media credentialed people." And here we are with my media credentials saying triple zero one and Jim's media tag saying triple zero two. Yeah. As in the one and two top media credentialed people at the ShopRite LPGA tournament. ESPN had probably three. NBC Sports probably had four. Like it was hilarious. Like it was it was legit because we did treat it the right way. You know, I, I wrote a blog when I was in the media center. I was watching the the action going on from the media center and I was talking to some people. Um I uh, filmed a couple good holes. We were following Anna Norquist, the back-to-back champion of the LPGA, which was awesome. Um, she, whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry. So yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, she unfortunately did not pull off the victory, but Nader, our free parking zone Nader, if you guys saw on um, our Instagram, he put ten bucks on her to win. $2,200 on a $10 buy-in. At one point, she was two shots off the lead. We were following her. We were following her. We had to because, dude, if our boy paid 10 bucks to win 2200 
I'll I'll do whatever. Like it was awesome. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, she wasn't able she to pull it win. off. She did not win. Um, but Dee, so on your end of things, um, obviously don't give us like work day to day life. But you know, what was your favorite moment of that tournament? Uh, yeah, no, we had a great champ, Lexi Thompson, pretty much the face of the LPGA Tour, mm-hmm. ended up pulling out at the end, which is huge for us. Um, a lot of great changes to the event. Um, everybody's super happy with it. The weather was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, course was great. And um, nah, just we were excited to do it. Uh, the boys are awesome. My, my team absolutely crushes it. So um, we were repping some FPP gear over the week. Um, oh, uh, and then you hooked it up. Oh my god! Yeah, you that. So yeah, yeah. So uh, on, on course we have um, we have five electronic scoreboards that go around. On course we have like about a hundred plus sponsors that their ads rotate on the boards, and uh, I snuck it in with the guys um, that I'm buddies with at um, R2, which is the our scoring control company, and shot them our logo. And all day on Sunday, we had the free parking pod logo rotating. On the 18th green. In front of thousands of people. Thousands of people, golf channel coverage. Yeah. Everything. It was probably our most high-tiered advertise- free advertisement so far. Like, it was amazing. It was I, awesome. It yeah, was awesome. It was I mean, sick. like, literally, we had a golf channel TV tower right there. I haven't seen the coverage yet because, obviously, I was there. Like, mm-hmm. we were all there working. But, like, our logo was on TV pro- probably at one point. At some point. I got a funny story about that. So, we were on the 18th green. We were setting up for the trophy presentation on Sunday. And uh, my boss calls me from across the fairway. And he's like, yo, man, what's up with the scoreboard? And I turn around because I'm right below it at this point. Turn around and it's black. It's blank. It went down. Mm-hmm. Shit. So I call so I call the scoreboard guys. I'm like, yo man, scoreboard went down, gotta get it back up. We're about to finish here and we need, you know, we need logos up. So they restart the scoreboard and guess what logo pops up first? No way. Lexi Thompson's like about to get the trophy and the logo that pops up first with like a couple thousand people there waiting for the final, you know, final putt to go. Free parking pod blast. So I guess sick. it was the last logo they loaded, so it was the first logo to pop <laughs> oh, up when the yeah. thing restarted. So it went from blank screen to free parking pod <laughs> right that. on the scoreboard. We got to have a picture of it on the board. Yeah, um, I put yeah. it on our Twitter. Okay, you put it on our Twitter. Yeah, yeah we got to put it on IG. Um, but no, it was awesome. It looked super sharp there on the 18th green. So yeah, shout out to those guys for helping us out. And uh, Hell of a tournament, Deaver. Yeah, thank did a great job. Thanks, as always, to, as expected. Can't wait to enjoy the summer with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, good to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. seen you in about four months. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so in other news, my cousin, Kenny Kershio is a amazing singer and he has his own band whiskey train he recently released a new song called american soldier which you can stream on all the major uh, listening platforms which is awesome he had a partner with which was a fishing rod company and they created a custom fishing rod with his album logo and image on it and he did a giveaway so it was a 165 dollar value giveaway that he was doing and basically he went live pretty much just like how free parking did he went live on his instagram and posted a video of a random name generator and basically he landed on bpex so bpex is one of kenny's buddies from shawnee high school in south jersey um kenny's you know Multiple years removed from high school at this point, but you know one of his old high school buddies won the fishing rod giveaway. So congrats to Bpex and his beer review that he requested be on free parking. Bryce, you're gonna love this. Was Alagash White? Hey, there he yeah. is. Yeah. So 
So we'll see about that one. Uh, BPEX, I don't know if you're going to uh, hear Allagash White on here for a little bit, mainly just because we just did Allagash Normal Beer, um, and that's obviously one of Bryce's favorites. So, um, you know, we'll try to get around to Allagash White as soon as possible and keep listening to find out when we do it. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Beer Review segment. We are officially back on the Monkey Tour. We are back here with Victory Brewing's Sour Monkey Sheesh Ale. Sour Monkey Ale. That's what we're working with here, Deves. Looks psychedelic. Yeah. So, obviously, typical format here. We have a... a Amber bottle. Amber bottle. That's the word I was looking for. Amber bottle. With purple label. Purple label that's uh, has... It says Sour Monkey with like a half closed eye in, in the middle of the two words it's very very yeah yeah very voodoo uh acid very trippish. Jimi hendrix picture yeah, Jimi yeah, hendrix yeah yeah, yeah like, a, like i said hendrix. acid trippish yeah, yeah. Uh, what <laughs> anyway um, yeah so so this beer is sour monkey we're working with a 9.5 percent alcohol Jeez. by volume through 12 fluid ounces it's class ale and as always, Victory Brewing has the Brewmaster's signature right on the bottle here. It looks like it says Bill Ron. I was just going to say that. It's Bill Ron, and my my I just always live by you don't trust somebody with two first names. Yep. And, yep. and Bill Ron has approved this beer, so I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. I'm a little skeptical. Oh, wait. They, they threw... Oh, jeez. I just... All right. So you know when you're like... You know when you really want a food and like your mouth waters and you like spit? I just did that on my hand. Ew. So, all right, yeah, and that kind of got on your leg. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so right here it says this sour bretanomyces. All right, I'm not, dude, honestly, what the hell is even bretanomyces? Bretanomyces, triple. Bretanomyces, triple. Fermented triple. Triple. Puts a tastefully tart twist on Golden Monkey's sweet, fruity essence with a sharp citrus laden tang. Uh, that's wow, that's a that's a hell of a description, Bill Rod. Good, good stuff. Good Fuck stuff, you, Bill. Bill. I don't know. <laughs> good stuff, boy. <laughs> Here we go, boys. All right, boys. All right, so cheers uh, for our wait. Cheers for our first beer review in two weeks. There right. you go. Here I haven't had a beer since. Yeah, you're out of your mind. What? Guilty. Guilty. I think he's like in like. I'm drinking this. I'm drinking. <laughs> Ooh, wow. definitely sour. Ooh, that gave me the chills. Really? Yeah. Is anyone gonna finish this? <laughs> yeah. See, see, the first time I ever had this beer was a couple years ago, and I literally had the first reaction as you guys are having, like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." No, 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 no. Okay. This is what Bryce is giving me. His his eyes are giving me. That same with sour. same with Justin, honestly. But but. Just, just let's have another uh, taste. All right, one more taste. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, dude, Victory Brewing showing up once again with a nine and a nine and a half percent ABV beer that doesn't taste like it at all. Dude, no, it's it's shockingly smooth. It's crazy. what is that first? What does it symbolize when you? I need more time to, to really soak this. What does it taste like? Like, it tastes like it a kind of tastes like a seltzer. Like, yeah, I get a seltzer. Con- yeah, that's yep. what I like. A little mm-hmm. bit of the seltzer. Like, 
don't know. Yeah, it's like a light carbonation. And the fact that it's a nine and a half percent ABV and tastes very similar to a seltzer is horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. Wow. All right. Jim, I can't figure it out, man. It's it's like you know it. You know it. I know exactly what you're talking about. You don't. Hold on. This might be the trickiest beer here. Is it a candy? What else would taste like? like? I need to. This is like trying to figure out a song you've been dying to listen oh, to. Don't even. And you can't figure I it out. That. This is that beer. Oh. It tastes like something that I can't. And I want to blurt one out that's not correct. Right. But exactly. like, it's definitely not that song. Exactly. What a text you like three in the morning and be like, I got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Break out of wake up out of cold sweat. Like my immediate reaction is like it, it's not true at all, but it almost reminds me of like one of those like you know those like barrel drinks, like the little barrel like. I, I don't drink. feel that one at all. No, but it's like something that simple where it's like yeah, it, it's something that simple where it like reminds you of just like. No, you don't have it. Go ahead. Okay, um, there's a drink. Yeah. That's modeled after a candy. Yeah. And. This tastes like a red, a cherry red, sour flavored. Uh, oh my god, I have it! I know this. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know this. Oh my god, um, this tastes like a cherry sour flavored something that I've had in the past, and that's what I'm gonna leave it at. That okay. for me, that's that what I'm it. There's no doesn't help at us. All. No, call it, call it, call it citrus. It, to me, this is a cherry, a cherry sour kind of beer. I hate cherry. Me too. This but I like cherry. this beer. This isn't so cherry. it's not cherry. Confirmed. I'm totally feeling cherry here. About to get my second one. This is good. I could definitely see myself telling the bartender to order me one of these. I also think these are going to be easier to slam back than a normal golden monkey. Yes. Which is They're not as once like, again, thick and heavy, fun. but they got the same ABV. But the... This is probably my favorite, he- like, ABV wise, like my favorite heavy beer, pound for pound. I mean, <laughs> I I told all three of you last time we were together and drank a Golden Monkey that I would never rate a beer higher that was nine and a half percent than Golden Monkey, and here I am about to do it. Like this is crazy. I, I actually really think good. the sourness to it makes it more difficult to drink than the regular Golden Monkey. And you're, yeah, that's what you think? Yeah, because I just, I can't do it. I think, so Bryce can't do it, I think it actually pleases the taste buds. I, I'm not even, my first sip was definitely a negative reaction, and I have totally warmed up to it. I think it was just the first, like, splash of sour, yeah, Yeah. it was literally a shock. Yeah. And now it's definitely, my rating has went up since then, I'm still trying to zero it in, but, uh... I'm still I don't know we're definitely thinking long and hard about this because I think all our ratings are kind of like still trying to figure it out right we're now. trying to figure it out it's a good beer review this is a Jim oh so this is another thing too when we left uh, when we left getting beers after our golf round uh, tonight we uh, you know we were really looking forward to tonight's episode so we said Jim let's throw it back to episode one old days you go pick up the beer and surprise us with it and uh, you know he, he really showed up I'll tell yeah. you what, this is extremely difficult to rate. Alright. Who's going first? Alright, I'll go. Um, I'll yeah. go first. Okay. Start the low ball. Yeah. So, and uh, I was like, oh, another monkey, but you're, you're right, this is a great beer review right now. We're all kind of a little baffled, I think. 
And, I'm completely uh, stumped. My review, my rating, it's probably going to surprise you guys because it went way up from my first sip. I'm going to have to go, considering the alcohol percentage as well, a solid 6.9. Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, Don't I erase the decimal. All, it's there all, for a reason. We all see what I'm you did there. Guys, come on now. I'm not that immature, right? <laughs> no, you did 6.9 because you wanted to be 69. That's <laughs> The beer is called Sour Monkey. What else am I supposed to do? I, I just think we call it how it is. I mean, you said 6.9 because you wanted to be 6.9. That is the perfect rating for me. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's up next? I'll go. I'll go. And again, I think this beer is very smooth for 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 its ABB. <laughs> ABD. I mean, it's already <laughs> me up. Um, I've just had one, half, half of one. one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forget my name. <laughs> oh, uh, this this V this V V five point nine free parking pot. Anyway, um, what? It's a joke. FPP in the place to be. All right, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> Dude, we've had a half of one of these. <laughs> we can't even get a full rating out right now. Seven point four. Okay, Jim. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a seven six. It's a. It's a up there. It's an up there beer. Like you can definitely order one or, if you're risky, two of these at the <laughs> bar. But chilling at home with a six pack, they could definitely last you a couple days. Put you at the right limit. I think it's seven six. I enjoy it. The taste is good. I like the the sour little bitterness to it. Um, I, I I like it, so I'm gonna go with the seven six. All right. So, like I mentioned prior, I promised everybody I would never rate a beer that was nine and a half percent ABV higher than original Golden Monkey, but Victory Brewing and Bill Ron, double first names. You guys have officially shown up and made a 9.5% beer drinkable and enjoyable. So this beer for me is a incredibly solid 7.9. Mm. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So to wrap up episode 13, we're obviously bringing you the Sid segment, the shit you don't say, and this week... We actually have a Sid, once again, a shit you don't do. Um, mainly just pretty much a story about Deaver at work. I mean, yeah, it sounds a little boring to start, but this one's pretty good. This one's pretty it's, good. It's decent. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time for sure. We'll do it again. It's like a once-in-a-year thing. But uh, basically our crew who you know works 12 months out of the year to put on these events, uh, we kind of send it a little bit on Sunday night of tournament week. Uh, you know, the trophy gets handed out. We wrap up a couple things. We head over to the local watering hole to, uh, you know, kind of celebrate a little bit. Uh, we clear out the bar, close it down, and our ride home back to our uh, villa that we're staying at, you know, just uh, down the road, is a Polaris. This big diesel 4x4 four four, mm-hmm. um, Six passenger Polaris. So I hop in, we're waiting for a couple of people, do a couple donuts in the parking lot, not a big deal. Naturally. Not a big deal, naturally, naturally right? Yeah, we send it around, it's a gravel lot, so it's sliding very, oh, very God. nicely. So it's me, uh, my boy Cody, and Jess who uh, tagged along. Send it around, 
get warmed up, get warmed up. We turn back around, pick up two more passengers, hit like literal hitchhikers on the road. We turn around the corner and they have like thumbs out, like nah. headlights, but you know, I mean, they're part of the staff. Oh, wow. so they hop in as well. We got, we have five now. We have five going into Polaris. Yeah. Uh, but we want to take a little, for a little joyride. Oh boy. For a little joyride. Okay. So seatbelts on, uh, seatbelts on, we blast it. Mind you, this Polaris has a speed gauge of zero to a hundred. Okay. It's literally a UTV. Right. Zero to a hundred. Right. Do our little donut path, but this time on our donut path, drift a little more, send a little more. I know a secret route out to the bay. The golf course is located on the bay. We yep. blast out down through the reeds, all the way out to the water. Yeesh. Awesome sight. Awesome sight. We're going 50 miles an hour. Boom, boom, boom. We're hitting these huge potholes with, uh, with, with, with water, splashing it up. Our guy in the back's freaking out, holding on for dear life. We're seatbelted into Polaris, which, like, usually you're just, like, cruising around. What does that sound like? <laughs> like you're just hitting it so hard and I'm driving I mean I'm very confident in my vehicle abilities even after a couple pops turn back around we have to head back to the villa like we're shutting down for the night we already had a little fun so I'm romping it down the road and obviously with an event like this we have about I don't know 700 of those like white event chairs yeah. around the property mm-hmm. well it just so happened that three of them were left out quote unquote on a straightaway uh, oh, on our way back on our God. way back to the oh, place no. so we take maybe we can post a video up on nomads later we take we take the yeah we you take, have a we, video on this oh god yeah <laughs> so we take the Polaris on the straightaway 50 miles an hour we have five people in the same and we plow into these chairs like I mean we were we were going straight straight at full speed for, I don't know, 150 yards, like, blast these chairs. <laughs> they blow up into oblivion, and the last one, like, the first two blow up, there's three total, almost like bowling pins. The first two blow up, and the last one just ghost rides into the woods, like, slides all the way into the woods, almost as if somebody was just, like, cruising, like, got pulled on a string back on this oh, chair. And uh, we rode off into the darkness and uh, parked it, and I just crossed my fingers the next day. So hope you didn't get a phone call? No, but I get a phone call, yeah. One, so, one of those. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me you took a work vehicle and obliterated it, like monster monster jam status? No, we didn't obliterate the vehicle, we obliterated the chairs that we rented. <laughs> so the renters the, the the vendor never got these three chairs back. No, 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 no. Uh, they, they did at some point. I don't know if they put them back together or <laughs> they... I, I don't know what happened. Honestly, we should have just, like, parked the car and grabbed them, put them in the back and threw yeah. them out because they wouldn't have counted three out of 700. Yeah. But uh, they probably drove in that morning and uh, found a couple pieces of plastic scattered around the parking lot. Yeah, we'll post that video up on Nomads get you guys to see that. Um, good times. Once a year, but uh, but good times. Deeps, that's an absolutely epic story that you had there. I mean, ballsy move out of you to, to, to do that, you know. Had to let off some steam. Yeah, yeah, of course. You got to let off some steam when you're working uh, six months straight with two epic tournaments, one in L.A. and one on the East Coast. So, once again, uh, congratulations to you for that. Um, and, you know, guys, keep an eye out on our social media for the giveaway results for the brand-new free parking camouflage bucket hat which is insane. It's digital camo. It's a great look. And then also in this giveaway, we're giving away two items. So we are also doing the retro t-shirt. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. Um, that'll be coming soon. And episode 13, Deeves, 
Oh, man. NBA, NHL, all this speculation going on in the offseason. Sign me up. Man, sign me up. Uh, sign me out. I'm going to fall asleep and hibernate until football season. Okay, which is only a month away. True. A month and a half. True. That. But so. we'll be covering everything. You're on out. Until then, back in the regular schedule for the next week. Thank you guys for Told them you were living downtown. Driving all the old men crazy. The boys are making town.